Welcome everyone to Poke Rogue, a Pokemon training card game podcast where we talk about the decks that are not being discussed. My name is Nick and with me is my co-host. What's up guys? It's Austin. <laughs> Today is January 27th, 2022. Let's get into our 27th episode. Damn, Taking look at off you. the training wheels. Of it. And for our listeners who don't know what Austin did, look at you fucked it up now. <laughs> Austin deleted the introduction paragraph of our uh, template of our you know notes <laughs> for the show. He deleted the introduction after like my first sentence or so. Sentence, maybe two sentences. Yeah. He deleted it to see if I could finish it or if it would fuck me up. But you pulled through. I pulled through, man. Taking off the training wheels. Don't know if I can go from the start yet. We got to take some baby steps. You ready for this? What? Ready Welcome for- to Rogue, a Pokemon trading card game podcast where we talk about the decks that are not being discussed. My name is Austin and with me is my co-host, Nick. Hey guys, what's up? It's Nick the Dick. <laughs> Today is January 27th, 2022. Let's get into our 27th episode. It's beautiful. There you go, everybody. You yeah. got to hear it. Two times. Yeah, you did. And I looked at you square in the eyes. <laughs> that was that was definitely awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on, man? What's been going on with you, man? You let everyone know why you've kind of been absent from the Yeah, Discord. I've been absent the last maybe five or so days. My car got totaled this weekend, Saturday night. Someone just decided to like not yield on a left turn, cut across three lanes of traffic into my lane, and my car was basically crushed to like near the glass. So the whole front of my car was crushed in, airbags, all that shit. It was catching on fire. So you're safe. Uh, I'm safe. Yeah, uh, we got out. Just yeah, uh, Jazz wife, was with you. Yeah, wife's got like a lot of whiplash. She's been taking like muscle relaxers now from doctors and stuff. I've had like neck pain, but besides that, I was able to. Grab my Pokemon cards out of the car because it was starting to smoke. Like the car was overheating and smoking. So I like got her out, got me out, was like, okay, we're out of the car. Fuck, Pokemon cards are my in Pokemon the car. Cards. So I'm running in there. It's nighttime. I'm just running back into this car quick, get these Pokemon cards out. It's like fluid leaking all over the place. And Damn. But yeah, so besides that, you know, constantly on the phone with insurance companies, moving me from this claim specialist to this, you know, total car specialist, to the other person's insurance, they want to, you know, the first to like, what, take liability, then they're like, actually, no, we don't want to take liability. So now my insurance is like, well, then we're going to sue you. And so, yeah, that's been my week. Sounds like a shit time. I, been uh, shit time. Yeah. I thought I was having a shitty weekend, had a great weekend of RV life, um, Basically, like the RVs are just kind of really poorly built, and after a while, moisture. Who got... would have thought? I know. Who would have thought? <laughs> after a while, some moisture got into um, the bedroom, and I just had to. But it's yeah, like we're also in like Memphis, where the humidity is super high, and it's very moist even in the winter. Yeah, and so, so I mean, it's a very shitty environment for the RV. But yeah, the RV is not made to really endure in. it. Yeah, yeah, and my my stepdad was even like, those are small spaces, like perspiration off your body, like your breath. Yeah. You're going to eventually fill it up. So how did you remedy it? Um, Well, drop $200 on a really fucking nice dehumidifier. Yeah. Like very large. So that's just like we run it like once or twice a week. Um, any more than that, you know, we'll get nosebleeds. And then, mm-hmm. um, but got some denatured alcohol. Just mm-hmm. let the wood soak it in. And, it, you know, the water, the moisture naturally seeped up, towel yeah. it up. Ran some fans over it, let it dry it out. Any mold or anything from that moisture? Or just no? mildew. Caught, just mildew. Yeah. No mold, thank God. Caught it uh, Caught it early? Yeah, caught it early. Um, we had a ma- you know, mattress protector and all that, and then got some, uh, I don't think it's actually like going to work, but like some mold preventative paint, mm-hmm. and just painted all the raw exposed wood, so kind of just treated yeah. the wood. Maybe Kind of thought about putting like some polyurethane or something on there, but just didn't get around to it. Plus, the fumes would have been crazy. And yeah. How's the how's the cold been in the RV so far? Does your shit freeze in the RV at all? Like, do your pipes or anything freeze? Your plumbing going outside of it? Yeah. Um, I made a special like rigged hose where like I have a heated wire that just kind of keeps the water hose at an ambient temperature. You put it on mm. pipes and then insulated it and wrapped it in duct tape. It, it, looks, it sounds like super fucking ghetto, but it, it looks yeah. nice and sleek. And um, you just keep the water running. But we only had one instance where, like, everything froze. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just – it wasn't even my fault. It was where, like, the RV, like, they didn't they didn't do protect their stuff. So I just mm-hmm. had to kind of, like, the RV. Oh, park. yeah. So I got out. I, have a, I bought a heat gun mm-hmm. um, for an, an, a, another project and um, just, like, very crack. lightly <laughs> – <laughs> very lightly heated up and was good to go. But um, 
Yeah, we're we're like a coin toss about how much longer we're gonna do this um, RV lifestyle. It's been fun. We're not like super invested yeah. into it. So interesting. I wonder if the same type of thing would happen in like a typical tiny home or something, or if they're building it a little different. The standards for like a you know a tiny home on a trailer, if they're following more the same kind of insulation type. Yeah, I think it's it's all home. about insulation because this yeah. isn't as insulated because you know it's an RV. <laughs> yeah, but um. And I think it's it's all about ventilation too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the in the summer, it's not a big deal because we have air conditioning units that will pump the you know that will slowly filter the the humidity out. So, but mm-hmm. enough about that bullshit. Um, Discord life has been been popping. Yeah, yeah. You you. I haven't really seen much other because like I haven't been able to get on there. I yeah. just get some notices here and there that like some new people have joined. Mm-hmm. So besides seeing that some new people have joined, I haven't been able to see what's been going on there, what conversations are happening. Um, well, we are now on Rogue Rat Invitational number five. You just call every one of these like little get-togethers a Rogue Rat Invitational? Yeah, and we just number it, like sequential. Um, and it is, it's fun. It's fucking cool. It's invitational because you have to be on the Discord. We yeah. use a passcode, so it's exclusive. You know, So people should join the Discord. If you're listening to this podcast, that's how you get into these exclusive exclusive if you're on the vip small like, batch how do i get in these rogue rat you know like looks like <laughs> so much fun austin's always getting first or second in these events <laughs> four people <laughs> uh just kidding um but this last night so it was last night we played and we tested out the rogue deck of the week it got second pretty yeah, yeah you were saying that everyone played joltini yeah and that's a so, cool idea that everyone played the same deck especially like yeah. the rogue deck of the week like okay and we that, all that, play and just see what happens that might be what we do just fucking yeah. and we played card for card so we all played joltini and um sore thumb came in dead last and then they were like, <laughs> that's me you know, i call him out <laughs> i'm gonna call him out sore thumb got last place he was zero and three and then everyone else tied on this week's episode, <laughs> don't be a dick, Austin, calling out people who get last <laughs> plays in tournaments publicly. No, um, he he had never played the deck, but it was um, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, he net decked. He did net deck, but shit list no, come up it? by shit players, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, um, Jack had like a special name for a net deck. I forgot what he called it. I've already it's already it's yeah. been gone, but but yeah, that's been it. I think. Um, your Pokemon's been kind of limited, you know, because you've been dealing with insurance shit. You're getting ready for your fight. You're about to go to California in a couple weeks. Yep. And uh, when's today? Friday. So, no, Thursday is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be catching a flight in eight days to California. We recording same time next week? Yep. Yeah, we should be fine to record because I'll be leaving like Friday morning or so to go to California. And well, uh, yeah, I'll be there for a couple days of fighting. Head on back. Nice. Well, let's, let's let's cut the chatter, man, and let's get into this rogue deck of the week. Oh yeah, this is you were sending me some pics about this. I'm excited to hear. I went rogue. I just had no hope. I really had to let shit go. Had to rise. I won't boast till I find my pot of gold. Okay, what's the name of the deck? All right, I think this is going to be a mispronunciation, and I think we might have to look it up so we don't butcher it because we're going to be saying this name a lot. But the name of the deck is Turbo Deoxys. I thought it was Deoxys, yeah. Is it not Deoxys? No, Deoxys. No one says Deoxys. Deoxys. So we're Deoxys. Deoxys. Listen, if you say it wrong, Glenn's going to let you know. Well, we're okay? just going to keep, we're just going to say Deoxys, right? That's what we're going to commit to. Turbo right. Deoxys. Turbo Deoxys. This is what we've got going. And man, this is the first time in a little, in a long while um, that it's been my turn at bat for the, the rogue deck of the week. I haven't found a way to divert and... Mm-hmm. you know get around <laughs> and um i was struggling i've got i was fucking looking at like fucking the fossil pokemon trying to put something together and so when when shit goes wrong you start looking at the fossil pokemon. yeah it's like uh, something arctazolt it's all about arctazolt or like octa or arctifish or whatever the fuck it is oh, yeah. and it's like it's 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 cool but anyway we're talking about turbodeoxys here and this is going to be based around the Deoxys card that we kind of featured. It was a long time ago from Fusion Strike that is both, or is all three, Single Strike, Rapid Strike, and Fusion Strike. Yeah. And so Have this is a really way. neat Have call. It and there's the, it's a really awesome card, but there's so many different applications to it. But I thought, why not just make it hit hard and hit fast? Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to roll right into the count. So we've got four Genesect V and four Deoxys from the... Um, Fusion Strike, as I mentioned before, and we only like, and that's it. We have eight Pokemon for the deck. Yeah. 
This is going to play a lot like Mew VMAX, and I'm not... But it looks it's like not, a poor man's Mew. Just <laughs> looking at it for a moment, right? Like, right. Poor man's Mew. But it has so many more, like, applications in a, in a way. Like, yeah. it, Mew has to evolve. Yeah. And you hit similar numbers. So this does it faster. So okay. this kind of gives you, like, that that donk factor, as you've said yeah. before. Um, for trainer cards, four tablets, four Rotom phones, two professor's research, three quick ball, one tower of waters, four old cemetery, two air balloon, three boss's orders, three Elisa sparkles, four cramomatic, four switch, four battle VIP pass, one ordinary rod, one Karen's conviction. And for energy, we've got four fusion strike energy, four twin energy, and four rapid strike energy. Okay. And Jack from Australia is probably like, this motherfucker's using my list. And <laughs> So I came up with the, uh, the kind of the idea, and I play tested it against him, and then I gave him passed the list on because he's you know like it was basically warning time for him. Yeah, he played around with it and refined the list a little bit. So we got to give him definitely a little bit oh, of credit cool. in helping it out. He kind of refined it, and his changes were he needed. I had four Elisa Sparkle in here at one point, and he pulled it out for the ordinary rod, and he cut a quick ball and put something else in there. But okay. Uh, but here's the idea of the deck, right? So Genesect, or not the Genesect, the Deoxys we have has the capability to have access to all of the, both the single strike and the rap strike supports that we have, whether it's the, the scroll scorn, whatever. I know we don't play any of the scrolls, but what we're really kind of be like focused on here is we're going to have access to Elisa Sparkle. That's mm-hmm. going to be our, our, one of our methods of energy acceleration. But the other two that we have access to is rapid strike energy, like the, the two types. Yeah. So the idea of this deck is you want to go first. You want to manually attach Rapid Strike Energy okay. or, or any any attachment, right? And you just simply want to pass. You want to get your board state set up to maybe where you can hit a couple power tablets, you know, or maybe get a boss in hand, and you want to pass because they're going to be playing, hopefully putting a V down on the bench, right? Or putting a V down anywhere, and they can't evolve it. So you're kind of looking at what other Vs are, and that's anywhere from like 170 HP for maybe even 160 Mm-hmm. Right, um, all the way up to about two twenties, like that sweet number. Yeah, two twenty is kind of hard to hit for the time being. So you're really looking for those ones that are hanging around the two hundred and below mark. Mm-hmm. Well, really one ninety, one ninety and below. So that's like your Crobat V's, that's your Jolteon V's, that's your Mew V. Like you know, big meta decks that are very like accessible. Yeah, you can get to two twenty pretty easily. Um, that you kind of have to have like the perfect place. So then you're knocking out things like Zacia and Zamazenta. Well, not Zamazenta. Zamazenta has two thirty, but. You get the point. So what you're going to do here is, like I said, you're going to manually attach and you're going to pass. Then the following turn, you're going to maybe manually attach another one and boss. So the way that the Deoxys works is that for three colorless energy, it does 80 damage. And it does 80 more damage if you have a Fusion Strike Energy card attached to it. So mm-hmm. you're sitting at 160. So that's, yeah. you know, that's all really, really close. Then you have the Power Tablet, which reads, you know, when you play this card, your Fusion Strike Pokemon, which Deoxys happens to be, do 30 more damage. So you're mm-hmm. instantly getting into this donk factor, not the donk factor, but this knockout factor, like a quick donk, you know, knockout on where they're committing the energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me real quick. Cut that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we cut nothing. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean, it, but it plays like a Mew engine. You want to set up, you want to be going through very fast, but you just use the Genesex and the Deoxys to go. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, it looks interesting. I mean, you have you have eight energy in here that can count as a double energy, you know, with the twins, the rapid strikes. Um, You got the fusions just to get that bonus. At the moment, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's playing any single strike energy to get some additional damage bonus, right? Because you're a single strike Pokemon as well and could right. could benefit from those 20s. But you'd have to you'd have to sacrifice a little bit of your draw or get some Houndooms and stuff in there. But I almost wondered if there is a place for that, maybe an alternative build. But there, there is. That place, uh, maybe like two Houndoom on your bench. I'm thinking of an ideal world that looks like two, two Genesec, two Houndoom, two Deoxys, you know? Right. And so what you're kind of looking at there, and I know what you're talking about, is you have access, and as I mentioned before, you have access to all the all the scrolls that we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. So you can do single strike scroll scorn, which, you know, has the attack furious anchor, does 10 yeah. plus 10 more damage for all the damage counter. That's not really viable. Right, you yeah, you're not going to have the big HP there. I do like that you have the carrying conviction in there, though, too, because you are mm-hmm. playing a single prizer. Oh, that and- was uh, that was what, so Rat cut one quick ball for the Karen's conviction. Yeah, I think Karen's pretty cool in there because single prizer means the game's going to go on long, so there's going to be a lot of opportunity to decide when to play that Karen's conviction and provide you know discard it earlier or something yep 
So, I mean, that can definitely add up to an already powerful attack at 160, like you said, 160 plus a power tablet. And then Karen's Conviction, if you've lost, you know, five prizes or four prizes or something, like those are some pretty big numbers right away. There's a lot of, there's a lot of possibility for a big KO late game. And then really you're just trying to two-shot something else. I mean, this definitely has that like three attack possibility to win the game. Yeah. Like, two shot followed by a big ko at the very end or it's just you know four four attacks That's yeah the worst or, case scenario and but the thing is is this thing fucking this kicks ass single part like yeah when you have like a single prize attacker it really struggles against other single prizers but this one doesn't because it sets up so easily and efficiently. Yeah. the only disadvantage is like maybe they start going for your genesex but then you kind of just control that you know and you, like, you're just hoping you hit these double energy because you're doing so much draw with the genesex right you're gonna like, hit you just you just assume you're gonna because at first i was almost like well why not Ryhan, you know to guarantee that you grab a rapid strike energy or even an octillery single octillery yeah. or something in there but i guess if you're going for genesect you probably should hit it you, right you're like always you're always hitting it um so this deck likes to go first as i mentioned before but you know you can pop off going second you know yeah. like and that's fine too but the cards just all like have to fall in place but it certainly is possible yeah that you can fire off an attack but you need an elisa sparkle and you need to find one of these double energies and i think we're kind of doing our listeners a misjustice um we didn't really maybe not all of them know what twin energy does it's like a double colorless energy. It provides two colorless energies, long, so long as it's not attached to a V and a G or GX. Yeah. So this, you know, the Deoxys meets the requirements. So. Yeah, I mean it's great. And like you said, you just at least a sparkle for one of your energy, mm -hmm. and then play either a twin or rapid strike, and play having eight cards that count as a double, you know, a double energy attachment. That's not that hard to do. Like it's it's functioning the same way Mew does. You got those Cramomatics in there to allow you to search. For a trainer card, right? So you can always search for Elisa's Sparkle. So besides your three Elisa's, four Cramomatics, I mean, and then all the Genesect draw. There's Rotom Phones, look at the top five and set up a card. <laughs> There's so many possibilities to get the Elisa's Sparkle like every turn, like mm -hmm. for three turns in a row at the beginning of the game or whatever to get this game moving. Even yeah. if you go second, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're going second, you can pop off really fast. Yeah. You, I'm picturing going second, battle VIP pass like Mew does, getting yourself set up quickly with three or three Genesect, two Dioxys out the first turn of the game, popping off with an Elisa Sparkle and uh, you know, a twin energy, a rapid strike energy, and hitting them for 160 on your first attacking turn of the game. Like And so and that but see, 160, right? But that's so that it's usually more because you're gonna see a power tablet yeah. along the way. It's just a matter of if you want to play it then, right? Yeah. So, like, I guess... If you want to take the attack... Like, if you want to take the quick take knockout... The, yeah, you, knockout on the V versus letting it evolve go to a and then right? possibly... I guess it's like, if I was playing this in a limitless tournament, my first thing would be, look at, do they have a healing option? If they're not playing healing options, I may hit it and, you know, not take a knockout because I want it to eventually become a VMAX yeah. or have them maybe commit into it. Or maybe look look where the energy's at. Like, are yeah, you hitting go, into, the, are you knocking off the energy off the board? That's certainly... Right, another, clearing it. So, yeah, that, that possibility is definitely there. But, yeah, taking a huge knockout at the end of the game as a result of Karen's conviction is really not hard if you're saving those tablets. I've seen a lot of Mew players actually saving their tablets yeah. throughout the game and then at the end revealing three and four without a problem. And yeah. I can see this doing the same thing. If this thing reveals four tablets at the end, that's already a 280 attack. And then you're carrying on top of it, like you just, just got to go down a couple prizes, like yeah. one to two prizes down, and you're hitting <laughs> those numbers. And so something we're not mentioning here, and this were these numbers that we're talking about, like ah, like two eighty, whatever. But it's like, but we're gonna add thirty more whenever we get choice belt. Yeah, right. We're gonna so, get the belt. Right. So this is gonna be ridiculous. Like one hundred and ninety is gonna be no question. You know. True. And we're about to see some lower HP V Star Pokemon sitting in this like two fifty to two eighty HP range. Yeah much easier numbers for this to hit i mean to the lower side 250 or so that's just you know three tablets and and a 160 attack and then you know Karen, without the Karen. yeah without the Karen. there's a lot of possibility here for sure and so I, I i really like this deck and it i think it's this is a good place and it's a good time to start playing it and get ready for that choice belt it's going to become super relevant it's just going to pop off you know, and it's, you know, the kind of the problem we've been seeing for a while now is like you want to go first or you lose the game, but this one has a fighting chance to go second. Even if it mm -hmm. doesn't take a knockoff, it's going to pop off 160 going for, you know, on your first turn is definitely threatening. Do you find yourself running out of the fusion energy 
at all. I mean, you only have four, and once you lose them, your attacks become pretty yeah, shitty, less, right? Yeah, right. So it kind of just depends. You have to manage it, right? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the problem here. You can't get them back, and that's, you know, me runs, runs, but you don't rely on it. Yeah. It's, it sucks to lose that 80, but you just have to manage it really well. You're not going to, you don't want to put two, if you put two fusion strike on one Deoxys, you've already Yeah, fucked. that's not, not a good way to manage those energy. Um, if you Elisa yeah, Sparkle. Kind of makes me think like it's one of those decks where you don't play the Elisa Sparkle till you need to play an attack because you right. don't want to put it on the board for them to get rid of. So you're probably saving that Elisa's till your turn to attack. Uh, and and even if Elisa. you do, even if you do play Elisa Sparkle, you only put it on the one you're attacking with because if yeah. they're crushing hammer away the other. Yeah, true. Yeah, if they're playing crushing hammers, don't even bother. If they're not, then sure, I guess. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to risk it for sure. Definitely not. Yeah, and you have to be really careful. You, you can't really research them away. That's the biggest issue. Um, Do you think there's a place for that new supporter we're going to get that allows you to take a special energy or any energy and shuffle it back in? I think it's an energy, a stadium, a tool, and a Pokemon. You know, the one we talked about with all the options? Yeah. I mean, maybe then that just gives you one of those back in. Because I see you are playing Rod, but Rod yeah. can't shuffle any energy back in on this. Right. No, and it can't. And so, yeah, that would definitely have a place for sure because then you can play stadiums back and something... We kind of skipped over the talk of the stadiums. We're playing five stadiums in this deck. and that's Yeah, fuck, man. One Tower of Water, four Old Cemetery. Yeah, and so we got to talk about the Old, Cemetery, old Cemetery real quick, right? If they're not yeah. playing Mew or anything with Psychic, they're taking an additional 20. So you're really, you know, that, that 200 number really gets much more obtainable. Like that higher number, you're like, I've hit into you, and now you have to switch this out yeah. because if you attach an energy, you're getting knocked out. So what would you say the best matchups are for this deck, and then what are the worst matchups? All right, worst matchup. Auto loss, almost. I actually managed to beat Rack against it. He brought Duraludon VMAX to the... Yeah, yeah. fuck that. So you're just fucked. Um, I managed to knock out a Zacian and a Duraludon before we got to the VMAX to win the game. But yeah, I mean, that, but that, that, was that is an auto flick. loss, though, because it's yeah. like you just have to be... You have to simply pop off. Like There's no answer there to no. Duraludon once it sets up, because you're not yeah. playing any... Path to the peak or anything. Well, like so. you said, there's, you know, this has an auto loss. You know, some of the decks we built don't have an auto loss, but that's that, yeah. that's about the only one, really. That's the only one you don't want to see. Jolteon's fine. You know, you, you can knock out the Jolteon B pretty easily. Mm -hmm. And then, you know. What's the HP again on the Deoxys? 120. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, at least it's not instantly knocked out by Jolteon. They have to quick shooting it, but the quick shooting it will put that twenty to make it, you know, possible. They have to get to the quick shooting first. Yeah, You're they hitting get so to fast. It. So yeah, you gotta you gotta pop off absolutely. You and you always pop off. You almost always pop off. Yeah. If you miss an attack, it's just. You know. Do Do you see a moment where the Genesex get to attack in this at all? Like. Yes, I mean, the first does game it ever happen? When I was testing against Jack, the very first game I played, he was playing Ice Rider. And I was doing it just to thin my hand down, like I was attaching to a Genesect. And so you can't attach the Rapid Strike energy to it. So you have to kind of like Elisa Sparkle, um, attach a Twin Energy, and Elisa Sparkle again. So, but yeah. They can't use Twin Energy though, right? Because they're a V. They, so it only counts as one colorless. Oh, I didn't know. Wait, I thought Twin you counted as nothing if it wasn't a V. I thought you couldn't even attach. No, you can. Um, let's see here. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Just in my mind, for some reason, I thought Twin Energy only worked with non-V. No, so I've done it. Like, I've done it, so I know it okay. works. But, well, um, that's, that's at least a nice... That's a little more flexible than I thought it yeah. was. Yeah, so as long as this is attached to a Pokemon that isn't a V or a GX, it provides two colorless synergy. If it's okay, attached so to a Okay, so everyone v else can still use it. That for is one pretty... Colorless. But that's not, that's, this, that's not an efficient way to attack. No, not at all. But it is, like, in an Ice Rider match that... You know, you can probably win. You possibly win the game. I won the game one. with it. Yeah, yeah get a Genesect V out. If you attack first into their V Max, deplete their energy. You just got to do it again. Yeah, one more attack. But, but yeah, this is this. It's a really great deck, and you know, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with it more, get more familiar with this archetype and this fucking just balls to the wall engine that Mew uses. Yeah, but um, I think I'm really only gonna get serious with it when we get access to Choice Belt because that's just gonna make it so much easier to hit these much more relevant numbers. It's just going to be you're going to put a lot of you're going to apply a lot of pressure real quick and call and it. We'll a day. see at that time if the HP drops a little bit too. If people are playing these V stars, we might see a shift where you know your numbers are even more obtainable. Yeah, and you know it's going to force it's really going to force people to play you know like Cape of Toughness or Big Charm or whatever the fuck they need to do to mm -hmm. to stay a little bit higher up. But um, other than that, there's one thing I want to mention is the Evil Tall from Celebrations. It's kind of fun. 
Oh yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. Because with the the double colorless energy, so you put the twin energy on it, and then you can. Uh, That's not in this list currently. No, it's not. You you theorize that could be a pretty fun one. To... It's fun. I played around with it. It's just like every every game I played, it didn't come up. So you just mm-hmm. kind of have to see, get a feel for what you know. If you're playing a meta event where there's a lot of special energy, yeah, kind of fun. And then um, Rack also suggested maybe doing a Bruno instead of the ordinary rod. You know, mm-hmm. just to kind of have a little bit more of a shuffle back option because that's something that the struggles is that like once you kind of like discard too many resources, you're kind of done. Yeah. So you have to be very conservative with your resources, and this will go you know well into late game because you are a single prizer. You just have to be really mindful of what you're doing with those fusion strike energy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool, man. I think it's time we move on to TCG tips and tricks. Hey, man, why don't you fucking listen occasionally you might learn something okay this week's tips and tricks we're talking about risk management this is gonna be a very informative topic (laughs) okay so one of the early mistakes many players make in their pokemon um make in pokemon is over committing resources to their pokemon this happens in several ways pokemon might uh, a player might eagerly attach multiple energy to a benched Pokemon when it's not yet capable of attacking. A player might eagerly attach a tool card they don't have to attach yet. A player might eagerly attach an energy from hand that might need to be allocated later on as a potential retreat option. Mm-hmm. So why is this a problem? Players need to manage risk. Players need to consider the fact that everything they attach to a Pokemon can just as easily be taken away with a sneaky KO. Tool Scrapper, I mean, that can even just take away your tools, crushing hammers, fan of waves, taking away special energies. There's so many things. Not to mention if you invest everything into one Pokemon, you are tempting your opponent to target that Pokemon. So how do we solve this problem? We diversify assets, a.k.a. we're going to spread the love. We're going to spread energy on multiple Pokemon when possible. Set up the amount needed for a big attack when you're capable of actually making that attack. You refrain from playing tools until you need them. Don't play an air balloon if you don't need to retreat this turn. Mm -hmm. So refrain or until you're positively, you know, you understand that they can't get rid of it. Like obviously you can play a tool possibly if they don't play tool scrapper in their deck and you, you have that information. But you also got to be aware that maybe they're going to knock you out. So you might lose that fucking air balloon. You might need it for something else. So don't do it until you know it's going to positively impact the game state. And save unneeded energy in hand for potential switching when you know there's no options left in your deck. You know you've burned through all your switches. What are you going to do when they boss you install? You know, you got to save an energy. So don't don't input that energy until you need to do it. Now, I see you have something you wanted to add on here. You got Austin's input. Yeah, so this <laughs> this is a week where you put some notes in before me making me the shit bag. And uh, I, I, you know, I skimmed through your <clears throat> your your risk management here. And just so happened I've been writing several papers about this shit. <laughs> and uh, what you described, I wouldn't really call, it's like, partially risk management, more so resource management. Okay. And so managing your resource is a great way to mitigate the adverse effects of a risk. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about risk management now. So okay. All good tips you made, but let's talk about risk management. You want to actually? I'm kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to pull out some, uh, we're going to open up a paper right here that I have. Oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so the risk equation, there's several, but the one that um, I've been kind of taught is risk equals threat times vulnerability okay so we want to mitigate risk that's the whole point of risk management is to mitigate the adverse effects of the risk that you're assuming right so we got to talk about threats and vulnerability or vulnerabilities as those are the portions of the equation that we're talking about what's the what's the mathematical term for that or what i guess these are variables is that what you would say yeah yeah these just be variables so a threat right we have to assume that if you're taking this mindset, you assume that threats can never be totally eliminated unless you win the game. Mm-hmm. But so there's always a threat, whether you're losing your energy, but the always like the always like ever looming um, threat is your shit's going to get knocked out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ever looming. Unless you, I would say that sometimes with published deck lists, mm-hmm. you can be certain if you don't make mistakes anyways, that you've vetted their deck list and you mm-hmm. know like 
it's not possible to attach two energy and attack this turn. You yeah. know, there are those possibilities, but then there's also the human error where we just we miss something. We mm-hmm. miss a minute detail, like a fucking Pissimian fling. Mm-hmm. When you miss that <laughs> shit. Right, so you Not thought good so at this point you <laughs> thought times vulnerability, right? So like, you thought you had always basically you had eliminated almost every threat yeah. and, and you had secured the game. So I'm going to get back on script here so I'm, you know, so yeah, yeah, go, yeah. So, so go too rogue here. And so like I said, <laughs> accepting this uh, mindset, you accept that, that that threats or threats can never be truly eliminated. Yeah. You're making calculated actions to mitigate the adverse effects of the assumed risk that you know will happen, right? Mm-hmm. So you know something's going to happen. You're going to get, you know, um, you're going to take a knockout. So, or you're going to get knocked out. And basically what I mean like by this is we all know that movie max players are going to do what they want to do with us, right? <laughs> so you might as well just uh, just pucker up and, you know, and but um, because you know your shit's going to get knocked out. You got knocked the fuck out, man! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, gotta find, we always got to find a way to get that done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you mentioned, you know, before, a good player will take actions to mitigate amount the, the amount of pain caused by this knockout that we know is going to occur. So mm-hmm. by effectively managing your resources, you know, spreading it, as you mentioned. But lastly, we can't, like like I said, we can't truly eliminate the threat entirety, but we can't take actions to delaying, you know, from happening. As you mentioned before, maybe using crushing hammers or phantom waves of our own. Yeah. That's, you know, that's basically, basically what I've got there. And I know, like I said before, you truly eliminate threat in a game of Pokemon when you win the game. But to that I counter, you don't know if your opponent's going to stand up and punch you out, right? So the threat the threat's always <laughs> the threat there. is, the threat still is there. always looming. <laughs> right. You could throw a card at you, cut your eye, man, cut your cornea. Yeah, it's fucking Ninja Star, you know? Like, you could be done. They could flip the table. You I don't mean, know. Dude, so. this is crazy world we're living in. Yeah. Sick people. Or, you know, you could say well played and get fucking a double game loss. right the the threat continues into the the chat as well okay especially if you feel threatened by well played Mm -hmm. yeah so he felt threatened yeah (laughs) well man that was a good conversation yeah so hey people don't throw all your energy onto one pokemon it makes it look mighty nice yeah knock out at that point if you put all your shit on a mu vmax or on your Mew, and you don't have the Mew Max out, that's a very vulnerable Mew. It's a very vulnerable Mew, only 180 HP. Mm-hmm. And what this is, we're not talking about being like Benet Brown, right? You know, where she says it's okay to be vulnerable. When you're playing fucking Pokemon, vulnerabilities need to go off the table. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, don't be fucking vulnerable when playing Pokemon. Don't, <laughs> don't exhibit your vulnerabilities. That's not strength, that's weakness in the realm of Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> this took a very, very deep, <laughs> deep and dark turn. Speaking of deep, it's time to get into a super deep dive. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> deep dive. We're back. Super deep dive. Yeah. <clears throat> So I know this is my segment, and this entire time I've been sitting here trying to harbor my Pokemon online account so I didn't lose the cards I had brought up, and that just fucking happened. So <laughs> I want you to read my script while I refine the cards. Does that sound good? You want it's me to easy. read yeah, your just, script? It's easy okay. shit. Just talk about it. So it looks like Austin's talking about paralysis. Yeah. This is easily the best status condition you can put onto your opponent's active Pokemon. Is it, though, Austin? Is it? Not if you're playing Salazzle. Anyways, I digress. As it basically acts as a temporary restraint. We know what Austin's into. (laughs) Restraints. (laughs) If you manage to paralyze your opponent's Pokemon, then it cannot attack or retreat during your turn following the onset of the paralysis. It's such a strange way you worded that. Anyways, they must turn their active Pokemon 90 degrees counterclockwise I'm, I'm impressed that you know how we turn the card. I never know did how. Did I to... say counterclockwise? You did, yeah. It's clockwise. Oh, well, fuck. I take that back. I don't know how to turn it. You don't know how to turn it. No it's one clockwise. knows how to fucking turn it. It has to face the deck and the I discard. I thought it was upside down if it was paralyzed. That's confused. Oh, well, f- oh, it's like standing on its head. Doesn't yeah. know what it's doing. Anyways, with the top card, blah, the active <laughs> Pokemon 90 degrees counterclockwise, where 
The top card of the deck is facing their deck slash discard pile, and at the end of their turn, during the checkup phase, the paralysis is healed unless they switch out using a switch or any trainer card. <laughs> Play a full heal because everybody <laughs> plays a full heal in their decks. I've, I've heard a podcast that tells us remember, when you're affected by a special condition, Play a full hero. That's there's someone who says that. Oh. But anyways, that's a card that people play absolutely four copies of in every deck because there's so much paralysis going on right now. Yeah, be be careful. Then you also play Pokemon Center Lady. Okay, that's another way, right? Pokemon you, you Center Lady. You yeah, heal. hear those. Con- yeah, hear the status conditions and sixty damage. Super relevant. 60, very. It's very relevant in Duraludon and Blissey. And maybe in, I don't know, do they play in Zacian Zamazenta? Like, do they do some healing with it there? Maybe. Yeah, they do. Okay. Or at least... Still uh, see some. But yeah. I definitely see a lot in Duraludon. But yeah. So, cards that we can use to paralyze. You got your list up, Freddy? You I got your shit up. together? Am I done? Yes, you pulled it up. So, do you know the name of the tack of, uh, what was it, fucking Choo Choo or Raichu or whatever the fuck, the, the tag team GX? Um, wasn't it called, like... Right you and right you, yeah, paralyzing bolt. Or Paraly- I think it was paralyzing bolt. I have it open. I have the game open, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, um, we don't need it's. It's out of rotation, dude. It's, yeah. So I want to talk about some standard cards where it's kind of possible, and yeah. I think paralysis is the best for many reasons because, like, unless they have a switch in hand, they're fucked. Yeah. Right? It's just it, you know. So if you're looking at you're playing online limitless or you're playing in real life and you've noticed they burnt two or three switches or mm-hmm. fucking scoop up nets or you know whatever the fuck it may be, you can paralyze them and buy yourself a turn. And it, it, I think it's a really effective method because they can no longer attack and they can't retreat. So you can kind of windle, you can kind of you know whittle down on the say like a tech or not a tag team, a, you know, a fucking V Max Pokemon and get it relevant where you can knock them up the following turn. Mm-hmm. But um, some cards that can kind of do it right now. There's several. The ones I'm gonna, I'm only gonna mention ones that like guarantee it. There's, there's, there's probably twenty in the format right now where it's like, you flip two coin, you flip a coin if head to get it. Mm. And I think this is such a good stats effect for like two energy. They still require that you flip a coin to even get it on there. Like if it were, yeah. it has to be good if they're gonna make it that hard to attain. Whereas like sleeping, they're like your Pokemon's now asleep. You know. Yeah. So the first one I'm going to talk about is going to be Zekrom from Vivid Voltage for two lightning energy and a colorless. Does 130 damage. You may put 60 damage onto the Zekrom if you do your opponent's paralyzed. So 130 is kind of relevant. Be kind of fun if you're playing. Except two shot, yeah. Yeah, if you're playing something like a fuck that has a flaffy engine, you know, this might be a fun inclusion. The one I got really excited about and the one I like almost built a deck around was Vanillix from, I guess, Battle Styles. Mm-hmm. You know what this card is? Nope. That's that fucking ice cream cone, though, right? It is. That's the dumbest Pokemon, dude. Why is there a Pokemon that's an ice cream cone? Why is... Do you think that's dumber than Klefki? Than who? Klefki. Wait, which is Klefki? Is that the key? Yeah, the fairy key Pokemon. That's also stupid. Right, there's a couple stupid. Are they all from the same gen? Did someone just drop a lot of acid and come up with Pokemon during that time, or they just didn't know what to do? Likely. Probably. Um, and then shit got better, man. The Pokemon right now, I feel like, are much better than a lot of the shit that came out. I don't know, though. Years. I guess there's a lot of... Um, you Which see one's what, terrible now? You see what they're doing to... I think it's Palkia? Yeah, what they're, about him? Everyone's upset. They turned it into like a, a dog, like a senator kind of thing. Uh, I am still okay. Still not a fucking key or a fucking ice cream cone. I don't know. I don't know, What's going to be next, dude? What's going to be next? What do you... This is not, wa- this is like not a fucking, an original Rogue conversation. Isn't this so like a on. Rotom? Isn't there like anyway, a washing machine the, too? <laughs> Rotom, yeah, but that, that's different because Rotom like transform. It's like an electrical current that transformed to any appliance. Next right? one's going to be a vibrator, dude. That's going <laughs> to that's gonna be the next Pokemon. Anyway, Vanillix like from Battle <laughs> go, Styles go is a stage two Pokemon with 150 HP. I'm not going to do this with every card, but it has an ability called Bitter, Col- Bitter Cold. Once during your turn, if this Pokemon is in the active spot, flip coin, it heads. The active Pokemon, your opponent's active Pokemon is now paralyzed. Mm-hmm. You can fucking switch, switch. Well, not switch, switch, but you could scoop up net or whatever the fuck and have the ability to try, you know, attempt this a couple of times, you know, and not even have to commit your attack to it. Mm-hmm. Pretty fun. Pretty cool, I'd say, wouldn't you? Yeah. If you uh, want to play a fucking ice cream cone. Anyways, go on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a stage two. And like, that's, it's so hard to get it, you know? Like, yeah. But, um. Another That's one, how good this condition is. Tapu Coco VMAX, and I built a deck around this for a little, like it's been several months now, but yeah. for uh, it has an attack called Max Shock, 180 damage for two lightning and the colorless. 
If you have more prize cards remaining than your opponent's active Pokemon, they're now paralyzed. That's actually pretty fucking rad. That's, yeah. Like, that's, that's a pretty cool. That's fucking rad. This is Especially a def- with Flappy Engine to kind of accelerate it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, and once you- we get a way to bench barrier and protect the bench and yeah. you flaff you with tapa coco but 180 180 fucking that's that a deck be, yeah that's a deck dude that's a deck that functions is- like a deck looks like a deck and i mean you basically get a one shot because you paralyze them they can't retreat and then you hit them right mm-hmm. so you, you get a one shot yeah and there's other ones like i said but the rest of the ones like there's other smaller ones i don't think they're going to be super relevant because they're all going to require a coin flip but the last one i kind of want to mention is leopard from battle styles and has yeah. an ability called limber this is the best fucking card in the format. And when paralysis is on the prowl, Limber says. You talking about the regular Leopard or you're talking about Leopard V? The regular Leopard. Okay. Its ability, Limber says, this Pokemon can't be paralyzed. So your regular baby Leopard. Yes. Is who is very susceptible to knockout can't be paralyzed. Yes. And for a darkness and two colorless energy does 90 damage this is going to be epic <laughs> broken i totally feel like broken. whoever wrote that card though was like let's give it an ability what what should we give it make it that it can't be paralyzed because <laughs> like this card's never going to be paralyzed <laughs> it's it's hp is so low it's not going to be paralyzed but let's make it they're like why because he's limber <laughs> obviously that's why he can't be paralyzed dude dude's fucking stretching before he's not gonna pull something fucking limber man oh lastly baby glarantine or glaring zapdos uh no one knows what att- attack does. oh that one actually is you're talking about the recent one yeah for two fighting and the color yeah, you energy. discard the energy and then you get to paralyze them too it's yeah. like 70 and you get to paralyze so that's 70 prob- to two pokemon right yeah and it's guaranteed no 70 to one pokemon okay and paralyze but they're paralyzed so that's actually a lot more attainable yeah, than yeah, the that's, vanilla that's a much more sure. interesting because you can pair it with something else as a as the follow up. Because you could fucking Clara, scoop up enough Clara and do it all over again. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That it's could paralysis. be paralysis cool. over and over again. Pick and it then, up. Put uh, it down. And the last part of this conversation is if you use Fusion Strike Energy, or no, sorry, Rapid Strike Energy. If it's attached to a Rapid Strike Pokemon, that Pokemon can't be paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. What do you think of this segment, man? <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people don't have discussions about paralysis because it hasn't been super relevant so let's make it relevant i think let's make all every condition every condition deserves a moment in the limelight so which condition we get to talk about next week that's you that's all that's that's up to you okay when it's all said and done we're gonna have a debate we're gonna have a debate about about which is the best condition okay best condition will be the debate but you have to have actual cards saying of why it's the best in the format as well fine that's fine you know it's gotta be here's the challenge here's the challenge all right what we're going to cover every... for. Let's fucking do it. Let's commit. We're going to commit right here. Okay. For the fall, from here on out, our, our, our listeners are so excited. We're going to cover one status condition. <laughs> all five of them. All five of them. <laughs> Once we cover them all, we debate which one's the best, right? We Based build, on the cards we have access to. Access to in the standard format. Yeah. We build a deck and we go against each other. Using that condition. <laughs> With the yep. condition being the main function of the... Yep. That would be fucking cool. Yeah, let's we'll do, do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. We'll use the cards... And then we build a deck. And that's the debate, is the, the best of three format. Maybe we'll do an event out of it. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Your deck's attack has to be based around using a special condition. Yep. Okay. Well, you know what's going to fucking win then, dude. A deck with four full heals. No, a deck with fucking Galarian wheezing poisoning. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Galarian wheezing. You said, no, fucking Salazzle, man. Uh, I guess, no, Galarian wheezing will still do it because its ability will will lock. But uh, actually, this town sounds dumb because we play four Switch, four Pokemon Center ladies, and four <laughs> full heals. We'll never get to see the statue effect stick. So you have to, the rule is that you can't have an attack to knock them out. You have to somehow use the conditions only. This sounds dumb. Condition only attack. Yeah, this does sound dumb. This is a. This is, but we will cover each condition and talk about which one sounds the best. We can do that. That sounds good. We can do. It. We don't want to do a disservice to the good people that take their time, put on this podcast during their morning commute, nighttime commute, trips to brothels. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wherever you go when you listen to Pokey Rogue. We're going to be there to give you a special condition. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to... Total listeners are just going to take a nosedive after this. Like, yeah, this is where you look at the data. It just goes... Pew! And we're like, maybe we won't cover the rest of the status conditions. 
All right, man, let's move on. Okay. Time for some Do You Want to Battle? Okay, Do You Want to Battle is where we talk about some local trainers that we come across in real life. And uh, this week we're going to talk about, you changed my title. <laughs> Originally it said the Crinkle Crack Ripper, and Austin has changed it to the Crinkle Crack Sniffer. So anyways, <laughs> this week's going to be a little different. Instead of reading you this monologue, we're going to set a scene Again. in a local card shop because, you know... We enjoyed acting on the last one, so mm. this is our chance again. Are going to so, be awkward this time again? Yeah, we're always going to be awkward, dude. Okay. Okay, we're going to set the scene and action. Hey, hey there, man. Could you got some, some of those... Uh, Evolving Skies packs in stock. Yeah, man. Market price is looking at seven dollars each. You know, uh, supply and demand. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! Uh, give me three. Give me three of them. Uh, hoping for an alt art. Nah, man. Uh, gotta hit one more jolting on V Max. Finish my deck. Well, if you just need a jolting on V Max, we've got some singles over there in the case. Uh, <laughs> we'll match TCG player low, so. You know, just ten bucks. Nah, 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 I'm good, G. Singles just don't hit the same, you know? <laughs> Doesn't hit the same as pulling raw. I, I want that sweet crinkle crack. Can't beat the ripping. <laughs> you know, the smell of adhesive. <laughs> Give me a pack, man. Oh man, fucking wake up! <laughs> 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 oh man, that was so fun to do that. Oh man, hit the. We're no longer in the shop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was us talking about the crinkle crack sniffer. Damn. And what I'm what I'm talking about, man, is the the fucking, guy who <laughs> you fucking assaulted me with a... <laughs> these cards. <laughs> I actually had a pack here, guys, for the crinkle. Hold on, hold on. Like this is this damage or like <laughs> I don't know, man. I, got, I was in character. Look at that. Look at that Dude, I was in character. Anyways, crinkle crack sniffer, crinkle crack ripper. This is the guy who needs to pull the cards that he plays. You know, it doesn't matter what the price of the set is. Mm-hmm. He's gotta open them himself in order to play, even when he knows he's financially losing tons of money on it. Right. And I came across someone the other day. Who needed one more Jolteon VMAX and literally could just buy one for 10 bucks, but he's like, no, I think I'm gonna buy an ETB. You know, maybe I'll hit one. I'm like, dude, you don't fucking need to do this. Like, you don't, people are charging more for Evolving Skies right now. It's like a popular set because of all the alt arts. And like, no, dude, some people still like, they just want to, you know, they, they want to pull the cards. Have you come across people like this? Yeah, definitely. And I'm gonna advocate for this guy. Um, you know, like, there is a when I drive home to Missouri, West Plains is a little past halfway, but there's a Walgreens that even through all the fucking shortages the past couple of years, they mm-hmm. always had Pokemon cards in stock. So I was like, this is the one place I know I can stop and take a piss and buy some Pokemon cards. Man, they gotta be so expensive there too, right? Like at Walgreens. At Walgreens? No, yeah. it was always MSRP. Oh, but I thought they always charged like five for a pack instead of no, four. They're it was not like over? no, it was like maybe fucking. Maybe it was four ninety eight, which yeah. is a little bit above. But like, fuck it. Whenever you couldn't get anywhere, I'm taking a piss. But it was fun because like I'd always open the pack with my daughter. Yeah. Or I took a bunch home and opened them with my brother. You know, just fun shit. And so like if you know, and so if it's like a memorable pool, like I let my doc my daughter pick one off the shelf and we mm-hmm. get a pool. Like I always keep that card even if it's not worth anything. You know. Gotcha, gotcha. So to that effect, like I get it. Like if it's like there's some kind of story or meaning behind like pulling that card, that's cool. But if you're going, if you're fucked up on fucking adhesive, man, <laughs> <laughs> sniffing that heese man you gotta have that sound yeah. you know and you keep it open so <laughs> let's bring this back and let's, let's talk about why you were so inspired to create this script here and also <laughs> what did you think of, I, I don't know I went with like a fucking like 40s like street vendor I don't know uh, dude you sounded like this guy who has a YouTube channel who like talks about his shop 
Really? There's like a store owner who sounded like you, and I thought you were trying to copy him at first. No, dude. No, no dude. He actually no. sounds like that. This dude who has a YouTube channel. So, anyways, yeah, I thought that's what you were doing. But very solid character. I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yours is good. You know, yours. You know, probably rehearsed it a little bit. I, really, I didn't rehearse at all, dude. I you didn't rehearse at all. No, I had no rehearsing. That was so. Just, this was raw. This, this was, was raw. I like it. Just like the raw rip of that pack. All right. Anyway, <laughs> These cards us, I tore up, man. Tell us a little bit more it. about the inspiration and the backstory to this this feature presentation. Yeah, man, it was, it was like I said, just I, I came across some people recently at locals who had the option, you know, they could they just needed like one card for deck. And I've heard this many times where people at locals were like buying packs, even older packs that aren't even like the current packs just to get a card or something when like the singles markets dropped so much, you know, when you can buy these like one, two cards you need, like don't buy packs to get an evolution incense. You know, you don't you don't do that. You lose so much money with Pokemon. Like, if that pack just comes out, maybe you'll buy some packs to start till you get your staples and some stuff. But, yeah. man, I don't see it. Don't see it, man. People love it. And the, there's there's definitely a junkie mentality in this community. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. But I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to justify. That, at that point, it's really hard to justify that mindset. If you can't clearly see just, like, how you know like just to find the cards like it's right fucking there in your face like if it's in the case just buy the fucking card yeah you know? like if you see it you, you know? know especially when like it made more sense when packs were cheap when they yeah. used to be like less than msrp when you could buy go to your local store and they'd sell three packs for ten dollars stuff like that yeah. you know you used to have specials like that but like when when stores are saying market price is this packs cost this and mm. it's like really like do you want to buy it but like their singles prices are typically competitive still at stores like i'm i'm seeing our local places selling singles at tcg low but then i'm seeing them sell single product <coughs> at market price of like seven dollars a pack five you know this set will be four this will be five this will be seven yeah i don't know like i get why there is always that possibility that that pack you know that four or five seven dollar pack can turn into two hundred dollars yeah know? sure that's that's an awesome but you got to look at the fucking odds of that happening yeah so and uh but some of those are not even hunting alt art, man. They're just hunting the cards from the set itself. They just they just want that. Like I said, it's just just doesn't hit the same when you when you buy it as a single. I guess just gotta rip it. Yeah. Well, the junkie man he pulled this Volcanion. Is it a cool card? I didn't even see what was in it. I just I had a pack and I threw what I thought was some bulk in it. Yeah. I actually threw the cards in it from the, all the failed packs that came with my Jolteon boxes. Mm-hmm. That I bought meant every pack in my Jolteon box I just picked up was uh, like a green code failure pack. Well, he got fucked, man. He didn't even Six get a, packs he, in a row. He didn't even get a reverse hollow. No, dude. Fucking too much adhesive. The shit was resealed. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I think it's time to move on to some bring it back. Let's bring it back, man. What are we bringing back? We're bringing back a staple when I first got into the card game. Um, yeah? Yeah. And it's a card from, I don't know the fucking set, maybe Plasma Blast. Looks like an old-ass card because it's yeah. got a weird blue border. It's cool. It's kind of cool looking, isn't it? I hate the graphics. I hate this artwork. All right, whatever. It makes me angry looking at it, but go ahead. You, you like the blue border? <laughs> I like the blue border. I just hate this artwork. Yeah, so I think it's from Plasma Blast. It's one of those fucking sets. I don't know. Um, it was like the the card had been out for a while, but was in rotation when I came in. So I wasn't like playing when it, you know, came out in a set, but we're talking about hypnotoxic, toxic laser. Yeah. And this is an item card, right? And this was a staple. So people were playing four of this shit and the card reads, it's an item card. As I said before, your opponent's active Pokemon is now poisoned instantly, but just slapping this card on the table, flip a coin. If heads, your active Pokemon is now asleep. Yeah, man. That's cool. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. And so back then, you know, when Pokemon were like 170 HP at tops, like that extra 10 chip damage was, mm -hmm. you know, perfect. Maybe it turned into two. Maybe you got them asleep and, you know. It just makes up math and it's an item card that makes up math and you can just yeah. play it and do it. And then maybe they're asleep, yeah, they don't wake up and you hit them again next turn and yeah. take a knockout. But to keep them asleep is so fucking ridiculous, right? It's pretty much yeah. like two successful coin flips to keep them asleep. So that didn't really always occur, but it was more about the poison, right? And if you hit the sleep, that was great because then you were just like, fuck it. You know, like now you have to switch out. They have to commit a switch to it, two switches or whatever the fuck it may be, or just deal with the poison. Yeah, I like the fact <clears> that 
I mean, they have to commit shit in general. Just just forcing them to have to use like one of their switching options maybe to get out is pretty cool. Yeah, and so like it just picks up the math. I don't know now. Like, would it have to be hypnotoxic laser? Like hypnotoxic? No, maybe it could be like scorching. Their burned gas. in something. Yeah, burned in something. Um, I don't know. But that's about it. I mean, just a real simple card. Yeah. I loved it. We were talking about We don't about have session. any card like it right now. I mean, the last thing we had, we had the the one that confused both Pokemon, which is yeah. an item card. That was interesting. But you had to do both. Yeah. It's kind of a pain. I wish it was just a card that said your opponent... I mean, compare the how good this is compared to that card, right? Like, that card right. was both per, uh, Pokemon, yours and your opponents are confused, versus this is like, they're poisoned. And if you get heads... They might be asleep. They might be asleep as well. That's so much better. And this is this is a guaranteed 10 damage, right? Yeah. And so you're like, well, well, well we have fucking power tablet or whatever. But this yeah. is like, boom. I know you're going yeah. to be doing- Anyone can use this. This right. is any deck. I know I'm going to be doing 10 more damage to you. Now you have to, now you're forced to switch or it's doing 20 damage. No, 30 damage to you because you're going to, you know, by the time you switch again or it's knocked out, you know. Yeah. So it's a cool fucking card. And I thought worth mentioning. I think it's worth bringing back. Fucking word for word in the text. <laughs> Blue border and all. Man, this artwork, dude. Oh, no, man. No <laughs> fucking way. How can how can cards even look like this? This set? If Pokemon was out, I would have refused to play it at this time just because these cards are so offensive looking. They're, you're just prissy. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need some decent artwork, but I'm still like a still like a Wizards of the Coast purist, man. I like those watercolors. You know, I read an article and it was like the top 10 worst cards and they were literally just judging it off the fucking artwork yeah and there were some pretty cringy ones but there was an onyx one in there that they said that had a really bad artwork but it was fucking cool i'm gonna show it to you after the okay podcast. yeah yeah i'll, I'll drop this. it on the discord it can't, it can't be worse than hypnic <laughs> hypnotoxic laser we'll see about that <laughs> okay dude it's time for some rogue radar Well, man, we got a head start on talking about brilliant stars. So now we're looking at past brilliant stars. You know, we're, we're way ahead. We yeah. kind of went through brilliant stars already. So we're looking at two new cards that kind of have synergy together. They should should open up some new possibilities for fighting decks, which we haven't seen really up until this point. Damn, there was a Lucario EX during this era, the fucking, and it was awesome. It had three attacks. Yeah. And it was like one fighting, two fighting, three fighting, and it just got progressively, progressively better. Progressively better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so our first card we're talking about is the Gritty Pickaxe. It says, it's an item card, and it says, reveal the top card of your deck. If it's a fighting energy, attach it to one of your bench Pokemon. If it is not a fighting energy, put it into your hand. What the actual... F this is awesome. This is like... When you play Judge Wishful and you didn't even play Judge, like it's just a draw right. one. You get a draw one, yeah. or you get a fighting energy attached to your bench Pokemon. It doesn't even say it has to be a, fight, a fighting punch but Pokemon. Dude, I'm not even going to use this in a fighting deck. Like, just like draw can, one? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you could use it in anything. Yeah. So it's a fucking awesome card. But what's cool is now you have acceleration, like cheap, easy, yeah. non committal, non problematic. If you're playing a fighting deck, anyways, you could be playing like Rotoms in there to make a fighting energy on top. You could be playing Orangaroo to take a fighting energy from your hand, put it on top. Like mm -hmm. there's lots of things you Switching could play. On, yeah, to just kind of guarantee like things that just kind of work anyways. And you're like, Rotoms are good cards. Orangaroo yeah. is a good card. There's good things you can put in your deck already to make it happen. But then again, the downfall is you get a fucking card. This this is not, this is, this not, it will never be a dead card in your deck. Yeah, it'll always be awesome. So, that's cool. I really like Greedy Pickaxe. And why it's cool, too, in addition, well, like, we haven't seen lots of fighting decks, but we've had lots of fighting Pokemon that have potential. But we have a new one coming out I'm going to talk about, and that is a new V-Star. We have Lucario V-Star. For one fighting, two colorless, 120 damage. If your opponent's active Pokemon is a Pokemon V, the attack does 120 more damage. So 240 damage for a two-prizer, because this is a V-Star. Yeah. It's fucking more than Victini, right? Done. It's more than Victini. That's and you easy. can get this energy in addition because you can use Gritty Pickaxe. You attach one for turn, next turn, Gritty Pickaxe, attach one more, you're swinging. 
pretty cool. You also got 270 HP on this V-Star, so he's a pretty tanky guy. For a V-Star. Yeah, pretty tanky for a V-Star. Not bad. Not too bad. And you got a second attack here. Here's your uh, your special V-Star attack. Mm -hmm. This attack does 70 damage for each energy attached to your opponent's Pokemon in play, so all their Pokemon. Yeah, so they... That's pretty not that crazy for them to have four out yeah so it's not gonna have another v it's like a it's no it's not gonna have v max for four? Oh well two eighty yeah two eighty's not gonna have the v stars but then you're you're putting on your your uh belt and stuff yeah okay yeah you play some belts with this i mean if you so if you have a belt on this right Mm -hmm. your first attack 240 plus 30 is 270 you're knocking out most v star yeah and then if you use your second attack with a belt you're knocking out most V Max. Like it's it's a pretty solid card, and in, because of the gritty pickaxe, you know it makes it a viable option because we can get that fighting. We have other things too, though, like Bay and some other things that can accelerate fighting energy. Yeah, fuck. At this point, you just play high energy count. But what would a deck like this might look like? Would it just be like four four, or like a three or four three of this, and you know something else? Or what are the kind of cards you think would synergize with it? Because hmm. you said we had some cool fighting Pokemon. I mean, we just have a lot in general, you know? Just miss, mi- miscellaneous just, I mean, we got Colossal, things like that, that have, like, that cheap attack and then a big attack, too. And Colossal mm-hmm. was a tanky-as-fuck Pokemon that did some, some heavy damage. But, man, I have to go through again. But I've definitely seen lots of fighting Pokemon that have just never even been viable. I mean, Santaconda, dude. Santaconda is a pretty awesome fighting Pokemon. Yeah. And this, uh, but this guy's pretty great and this in and trend- of itself. It could be a deck with Lucario. And I'm kind of looking at the translation, and this translation could be incorrect. Maybe it says that right now the one that we read says it goes to any of your one, you know, bench Pokemon. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of looking, I don't know Japanese, but I'm kind of <laughs> looking at the text and the very small text of the card that we have here. And it looks like it might be benched fighting Pokemon. You see that little fighting energy there? I mean, that's the only fighting symbol we see, though. That's why I think it goes to fighting no, I see, energy. I see two fighting symbols. That's me. That's just that's my gander. Maybe, we'll maybe just, it we'll is. Maybe it's not. We'll find out. I guess once the final translation. But, but even still, you know, like, but this is cool. Yeah. It, but if it goes to other Pokemon, this is going to be a great way of energy acceleration for like colorless. Yeah. Pokemon. Then you can pair other things with Lucario, right? It yeah. doesn't have to be just fighting. You can start pairing colorless or yeah, some other things with it. Because yeah, it's cool. Because he, I mean, he's got that two colorless on his attack, so he can easily use other other energy in addition. I mean, he could use fucking Melanie. Yeah. You could play this dude. You could attach a fighting Melanie, attach a gritty pickaxe in one yeah, and hit one turn. Yeah, you go Melanie, gritty pickaxe, manual attach. You're swinging. Yeah, and that's knocking out any V. Yeah, lots of lots of ways to get that energy on. So yeah, I think it's cool. And then we're looking real far in the future. I don't even know what set this is going to go to. It's cool, and that's why I brought up the Lucario earlier. This is a fucking cool deck, though. Also, Lucario's cool. Yeah, it is. This is a cool Pokemon, so it's like, you're going to want to build with it. Yeah, I'm glad we finally got another, like, Lucario Ultra Rare card. You know, we had a couple of the rares that were just kind of, like, lackluster, in my personal opinion. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even remember what the other one did. It did something the GX Pokemon, right? Yeah, I can't even remember, dude. It's been so long since I played Lucario, but... It was from Unbroken Bonds, and it was like, <laughs> meh. I just remember playing like Lucario Malmetal. No, yeah, you know? there was a there was a baby one, but oh, gotcha. Sweet man, I wonder what the V looks like too. Maybe it has. We to- have so we actually have two different Vs already. I Lucario believe. Vs? Yeah, and then we're getting a third one with this card. So we'll have three options. I I think the one we have from what I looked at currently from Champions Path is the best one. It has something that can like chip and do something to the bench as well can like set up your numbers a little a little better yeah to put you into that easy two shot for your um your first attack with lucario v star so you could chip and then do your first attack take the knockout and then close the game possibly with your second attack yeah so three attacks yep possibility that's cool shit man well cool dude we have come to the end of this episode you made it to the end of this episode we greatly appreciate you please take a second to give us that five-star review and follow us on your podcast platform pokey rogue wants to hear from you and build a community together reach out to us with your thoughts about rogue decks misplays and how to avoid being a dick when playing pokemon 
Let's keep this conversation going. You can find us on Facebook at Pokey-Rogue-TCG or email us directly at PokeyRogueTCG23 at gmail.com or at PokeyRogueTCG on Instagram, which is Austin's favorite. And, of course, the Discord. Link in the description. <laughs> Look in the description. Yeah, right. Instagram. No one can ever find it. It's very hard to find it, but that makes it kind of secret. It's like People are finding it, though. We've yeah, got, sometimes yeah, they are, which is cool. Like four, I think we had four people this week. We had people ask, how do I find the Discord on the Facebook? You know, they like reached out, which is kind yeah. of cool when they're like going to the Facebook. Hey, man, how do I get they're to this They're putting Discord? the effort to get into it. So like everyone that's in our Discord. Are... It's like a speakeasy. You have to like go to this door in an alley and you mm-hmm. like. You got to comment on one of our posts and then I'll be like, here it is. And I'll give you a link. <laughs> it's not intentional. I think be, we need to find a better way. to. Get <laughs> I don't know, though. I like it, though. We've got a, a great little. I th- Great yeah, it's a very, very secret Discord. Yeah. That's why it's small, because it's <laughs> secret. <laughs> That's how we want it. It's intentional. It's Exclusive. intimate. Mm-hmm. That's why every re- event we put on is an invitational. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. See you next week.